If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels. Of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound to kick off a brand new week. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. China trade negotiations grinding on. China. Grinding. Yeah. That's right, sir. China. Boy. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Starting to get concerned about how this is going to turn out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's a bad idea. Oh, no. No. I think the ball will be moved down the field. To utilize a metaphor, uh, bringing to mind the NFL, which is back. It's back. It's that time of year. Is it really? Yeah. And I think I don't care. Good for you. I think I'm off the NFL. Um, back to the chain at China thing. I even, uh, I think, the, I think grown-ups everywhere realize what's going on there. That it's got to happen. 
Mm-hmm. I even saw Chris Matthews on MSNBC on Friday. He was talking to some people who were complaining about Trump's trade war and what it's doing to farmers and that sort of stuff. And he is saying, but uh, China's been cheating us for decades. I mean, we got to do something. Right. What do you suggest we do? Are you okay with that? <laughs> That's amazing. The, the, uh, but you know, it's just, it's so easy politically to treat it like, um, well, like you treat all other stories. You don't get into the big picture and you look at it as a, a just what's going on right now. Yeah, you know, there's an uh, an interesting poll out that we will get to. It asks uh, you all, Americans, about all sorts of different things. But one of the things is, are you angry at the political system? And the number has remained constantly from, when did they ask, three, four years ago? Uh, but the percentages on each side have flipped. So, yes, uh, we're 70% angry. It's 10% fewer Republicans are angry and 10% more Democrats. Mm. So, you know. Plus a chance, plus c'est la même chose, Jack. Oh, Joe's speaking French. Hey, now. In in France. We just started. I know. uh, The more things change, the more they stay the same. Why didn't you just say that, since you're in America? Because I'm better than you. (laughs) You're in the United States of America, speak English. I'm better than most of you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Wow. I know about two phrases in French, and that's one of them. French toast I is hate, the other one. I hate in a book or a newspaper article oh. where they drop a foreign phrase oh. and then don't put in a parentheses what it means. That is that is the purest form of what I was pretending to do. And it pisses me off. Oh, you don't know what that means? Oh, that's sad. I'm so sorry. Let's move along. <laughs> Let's leave the dum-dum behind. <laughs> what the heck? So, all right, so you threw in, and, and you know, Christopher Hitchens, who I loved, he's brilliant, but... All the time. He was the worst at that. Right. I mean, you'd read ten pages, and there'd be a phrase in ancient Greek, one in Latin, <laughs> one in French, one in, like, Yiddish, and you're supposed to just know all of it. I'm sorry, I'm not as brilliant as you, Mr. Hitchens. I've had three and one half hours of sleep. I'm quite tired. Ah, plenty. Do we have a, we have a uh, delay system on, right? Oh, boy. Absolutely. So if I drop F-bombs and C-bombs and C-S-bombs... Oh, no, no, no! Don't even say the letters! That's too much! We have an ability to dump that out. We should dump that out! (laughs) Great Scott! My judgment might not be good, that's the thing. He's a man on the edge. Your judgment is not good when you're super tired. Edge, edge, they say. No, this is different. Um, Yeah, and and your give-a-damn is reduced when you're sleep-deprived, too. That's true. Dump all you want. I hope you dump a lot. My, uh, I think federal law says we can go ahead and swear now. My youngest <laughs> is on one of his manic phases. Have you ever actually been around somebody who has manic phases? I'd, I'd read about it. I'd seen it on TV, but I'd never actually been involved with a human being that's got it. And it is something to watch. You, you want a dose of it. You, yes. you look at it and you think, I would like some of that. Yes. It looks fantastic. You're happy. You're energetic. Your mind's going a million miles an hour. You got the ability to do anything. You don't need sleep. First time I ever dealt with that, I felt like I had come away from one of those really good motivational speakers. I mean, not your run of the mill, you're at some two day conference at a holiday and motivational speaker. I mean, the really gifted ones. And I thought, wow, you know, they're right. You know, let's do this. I think we can do this. I think the future is bright. And then I realized, oh, they're just way up and way down. And, mm. Yeah. But I, I see, I totally get what you mean. I wish you could just, and, and they could use to vent. 10% of it, 20% of sure, it, too. Sure, Yeah, and I could use it. That's what me. I want. Uh, they need to uh, invent a pill that you get like in the gas station, in the restroom, where they have the condoms and the uh, the erection pills. 
Um, Rhino lightning. Or yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> In the highly that's questionable a, colognes. That's a really good name for it. I understand. Rhino me. lightning. You just you take you take some sort of uh, animal that can harm, right, and combine it with a with a natural event, a weather phenomenon. <laughs> Wow. That's the wow. n- good name for anything. Gator tornado. <laughs> I don't know. Lion storm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then slap on a little questionable fake dracar from the uh, vending machine there in the bathroom and go meet up with some lot Go on into the night. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hired this morning. Michael, Michael, you know, as the French say, viva la mort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. I cannot believe what I did yesterday, and I, I'm, I'm just embarrassed to tell the story, but it's too good. Um, I got in the wrong car yesterday by mistake. Oh, um, I wow. Was, I was driving Did my, it look similar to your car? Identical. Okay. Identical, but... <laughs> That's a step in your favor. Yeah, so I, you know, it was like parked like two spaces away from me, and with my car, you walk up to it, and you pull on the handle, and it opens up automatically, so I didn't think anything of it, so I go up to this, co- you know, to what I think is my car, pull on the handle, get in, all of a sudden I get in, in the car, and it, Mind you, it's the same model as mine. I go, man, it smells like perfume and stuff. And I look over, <laughs> there's these women's, you know, like, like <laughs> objects and stuff on the passenger seat. I look around in there. I go, oh my god, I'm in the wrong. <laughs> oh man, please don't so come I in. Quickly, please don't come to your car. Please don't come to your car. <laughs> yeah, and so I unlatch the seat belt, get out, and just. <laughs> wow, my, you're all the way in. I'm all the way in. Took a handful of change and got out of there. Yeah, <laughs> and had to be apparently whoever this person was. <laughs> Left their car unlocked, and yeah. so I thought my car had just automatically unlocked, you know, right. like it normally did. That, that had to be a very similar feeling to the occasional inadvertent walking into the women's room, yes. <laughs> which I've done again. Yeah. Whether I'm staring at the phone or just walking down with my head hanging Why down. Why aren't there urinals in there? Well, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, my that's, goodness. That's funny. This is, um, yeah, exactly. Oh, boy, please is, don't come in the door. Is that Please don't come in the door and scream. Please don't come in the door and scream and call the cops. I yeah. just I've just walked toward a vehicle that wasn't mine that looked like mine and gotten all nervous and everything like that, which you shouldn't. I mean, it looks exactly like your car in a giant parking lot. No, nothing horrible's happened, but I can't imagine actually getting in it. Now this was the same color, same model, everything. You should have just leaned back the seat, took a little nap until the owner came out, oh. and then they told him your funny story. I was I was <laughs> yeah, right. You'll get a kick out of this. <laughs> I've never gotten out of a car so fast. Yeah. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, and ultimately better than the six people who were injured at the uh, PGA Tours Championship when lightning struck. Uh, now, it wasn't a direct hit of lightning to uh, people's. I believe that it hit a tree. That tree shattered and spread debris and mm, ended up hitting okay. people. But I only share this story as, uh, as an excuse to, to share this, this time-honored uh, golfing joke. Uh, should you find yourself in the middle of a lightning storm, grab a one iron, because not even God can hit a one iron. Yeah. yeah. Um, Am I right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a, to- a time honored, is right. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to the news on the way in, and I, and I, and I won't mention the network, but the, the, this phrase was uttered in the middle of this news story. Most meteorologists agree that dropping a nuclear bomb in the middle of a hurricane would not help and could actually make things worse. Really? They actually said that in the newscast. Okay. <laughs> All right. I didn't know we were contemplating doing that. 
dropping nuclear bombs in the middle of hurricanes. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I am feeling very expansive, my friends. Fabulous date night dinner. Fantastic. Roast beef. I was wondering about it over the weekend, how it went. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Mm. Home- Focusing on the food a lot. Homemade, homemade mm. cornbread. There it is again. Ah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I brought the apple pie. Most of the dates I've gone, if we ate a plate of nails, I wouldn't have cared. It's a, how did the date go? <laughs> Wine, a handful of scratchers, winning all round. It well, was... Did the chick show up? <laughs> I don't know. I just ate. But the food was fantastic. Yes. Well, that's great. That was fine. Mm-hmm. It was fine. But I tell you, homemade cornbread. Have you already discussed... Another date. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it, it all went very, sure. very well. Sure. It's just I'm a bachelor man, and when all of a sudden I'm sitting down. That's a down, good point. You know, for homemade food. Oh, my God. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Monday, August 26th, the year 2019, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's begin officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. And you can use tariffs, but not the way this president has been using tariffs. He's been... I uh, using them like a meat cleaver, or maybe the better word is a tweet cleaver. <laughs> I, I must have turned her off before she got to that uh, fabulous one-liner. Amy Klobuchar there. She's done that a few times in interviews where she's got one uh, in the holster. Oh, she is not funny. No. No, no she no, is a serious woman. And because Very she, bright, very substantive. I admire her in many ways. She ain't funny. Not she, funny, you say. I'm using them like a meat cleaver, or maybe the better word is a tweet cleaver. <laughs> Jury's still out. And because she's mean to her staff, nobody has the, the guts to tell her she's not <laughs> mean funny. Mean to her staff. <laughs> maybe they you're, deserve it. Am I wrong, Sean? Hey. You're, you're not funny. That's not a strength you should work on. You should, you just, just do something else. Right, exactly. You know who else wasn't funny? Uh, and then name a president. Sure. Franklin Roosevelt was not funny. M- most of them. <laughs> yeah. Many of them. They were fine. Yeah. Uh, what's our other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, Iran drops in on the G7 summit. Lindsey Graham, Americans need to brace for short-term pain yeah, in the I, trade I, war. I think the president should lead us down that road, yeah. too. We'll have to talk about that more. And a shocker. One of the NFL star quarterbacks says, that's it. I quit. Walks away. Mm. Coming up. Wow. Just something I'm surprised we don't see that more often, or maybe we're going to. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. We have some weekly shower thoughts to start off the week on a contemplative note, among other things. Some fabulous uh, apropos of nothing. I That's, love that. Uh, apropos is a, a French word. Carpe very, diem. Uh, apro- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Serve up the carpe diem with the apropos. <laughs> All yeah, I tell you what, you gotta you gotta slow cook the carpe <laughs> to make the carpe diem. Yeah. Or else it's yeah. too tough. Yeah. 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 I'm bringing out all my foreign phrases. They say carpe ain't good eating fish. I disagree. A la mode. Burrito. Do I know any other foreign words? I don't I think, think so. I think that's it. <laughs> that's all of them. And they're beating the hell out of protesters in China. So yep. we've got to be on that, too, on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Just 
see the story with the L.A. Sheriff's deputy who pretended he'd been shot by a sniper? Holy cow! That's crazy. That's crazy. And sends the police force, of course, into a huge panic that there's some sniper out there looking to gun down cops. Wow. What a nut job. Yeah, we'll bring you the details on that. Yeah, that's a big force. There's probably a handful of nut jobs on there, but that's one of them. Mailbag. Let's let's begin the week with some uh, shower thoughts as compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Shout out, Rich. Most of us have spent much more time trying to crack our own online passwords than any hacker ever will. (laughs) That's for certain. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Enjoy this one uh, today. If all the ants in the world decided to fight humans, then each person would have to fight one million ants. I am not an entomologist. I assume that is roughly accurate. It's got to be. I, we had an ant explosion in our kitchen just out of nowhere over the weekend. There might have been thousands of them. Sure. Yeah. Coordinated attack. They've been assembling the troops around the perimeter of your place, oh. ready to move in. Apparently. If all the ants in the world, apparently they've decided to. You ever seen one of those nature films where you get your army ants in the Amazon? And uh, those big giant, you know, they come in waves. And, like, if they come across a... An antelope or a buffalo or whatever, you swarm over it and Oof. reduce it to bones. Oh, my so, God. It's just insane. Oh, it'll give you the willies for a week. You watch one of those nature shows. I don't recommend it. <laughs> uh, let's see. In 1920, kids thought 100 years from now, people must have flying cars. Oh, you know, I've got an editorial comment at the end of this. But, but really, a massive worldwide network of data utilizing the processing power of billions of devices allowing complex communication across the globe is somehow more impressive than a flying car. Well, and what if you told those 1920s kids, yeah, we'll achieve all that, and it'll make people suicidally depressed? Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, certainly more disruptive to the world and the way we live than flying cars. You can know anything immediately, and all you know is you're miserable. <laughs> Fascinating. Uh, let's see. Ironically, being a food source for humans is probably the single most effective way for an animal to ensure the perpetual survival of their species. Good one. That's in contrast to the days of yore. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're, something would be hunted to extinction. Now right. we'll, we'll breed them on farms. Uh, and finally, speaking of animals, dogs hear us talk all day, but as soon as they start barking, we tell them to shut up. <laughs> uh, I was leaving <clears throat> leaving town for a, a couple of days the other day, and uh, my sweet bride insisted that I wake her up and give her a kiss before I left, which was very nice. And um, So I did my usual getting, gettings ready and then came back to the bedroom, and uh, moved in to do such a thing, and Baxter growled at me like he was going to rip my throat out. Good. Um, and I thought, wow, that's fabulous, because that's not the routine. Mm-hmm. You know, I go to the bathroom, then I go. Um, and he was like, who's that? Wait a minute! So I was like, good boy. Good boy. Uh, let's see. Oh, an honorary shower thought here from Brian. How long before saying one is triggered becomes too close to a gun violence term, and liberals can't say it for fear of being classified as a gun nut? Hmm. Yeah, that's not bad. Not bad. Uh, now on to the apropos of nothing segment of a uh, mailbag. William writes, what is this? Starbucks selling pumpkin lattes in August? Oh, I've, Christmas got, in August. I've got so much good pumpkin spice info for you today. Flavor bully. Well, not only is it a flavor bully, but it's the uh, it's the modern disease of omnipresence. It began when you could buy like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on a VHS and watch it all year long. You wouldn't have to wait for it to come on. At Christmas time. It seemed great initially, 
then you realize it kind of ruined it. This is the earliest Starbucks has ever released their pumpkin latte. Yeah, I'm not surprised. You know, it's like if if uh, folks in the Northeast could somehow just flip a switch and the leaves would immediately turn all the beautiful oh, fall yeah. colors. Oh yeah, no kidding. And then fall from the trees and then flip another switch and they regrow. And you just watch that any day you wanted. That would not make life better. Marshall's news is next, and we'll get into the flow of things. So how do we feel about this sort of language? I've heard this multiple times since Friday. It's common in the world of a business. I'll just read you the first sentence from USA Today's money section. After Wall Street's one-day 800-point bloodbath. That's not necessary. Isn't that a little over the top in a world of mass shootings regularly to call Wall Street drops bloodbaths? And and it's just too much anyway, even without that. It's just just overly dramatic. It's way overly dramatic. Yeah. I was watching a, a guy this morning on, uh, of course, you know, on one of your Trump hating channels, saying anybody who has four hundred one k, the end of the day Friday has a lot less money in savings than oh, they had to start the day. Please. Anybody who says that is immediately should be labeled a liar. They're just a liar. They're there to fool you. Right. It's like That's not a, honest analysis on any level. It's like there's a cold day in Palm Springs, and you say anybody who moved here for the warm weather is really disappointed. It'll be hot again tomorrow. <laughs> Jeez, that's so phony. It is. But, you know, partisanship is hot these days. Well, we you, got, you want it on every channel. We got a lot of examples of it throughout the morning. Do you hear what Bill Maher said Friday? We'll have that for you later. Right now, news with Marshall Phillips. As the G7 summit winds down today in France, the spotlight on President Trump and trade talks with China. Earlier today, Trump told reporters Chinese officials called twice over the weekend to discuss trade talks with the administration. Trump saying Beijing's actively reaching out to restart those talks and make a deal to end the trade war that's worrying business and government leaders around the world. So I was just in the lunchroom uh, getting a little caffeine juice and uh, and CNN was on, uh, which is always amazing, amusing, slash maddening, but... You know why CNN's on? Because it's the down-the-middle network that oh. won't offend anybody. My sweet hiney. Um, but so, uh, and, and they're belaboring the question, do we believe, is the president telling the truth? Were there contacts? Are these calls real? I mean, just out and out calling him out, which is curious because an hour and a half ago on that very network, the following exchange took place. Do you believe that China in the past 24 hours, called the White House twice to resume trade talks. There's constant uh, communication between, say, Secretary Mnuchin and Leah Hu's team, and then also, you know, other people as well. But, but I'm certain that there's been some communication over the weekend that suggests that they'll have talks. Otherwise, they wouldn't have said it. So that's a, a CNN staffer now. Kevin Kevin Hazlitt, is that his name? Uh, Kevin Hassett, former Hassett. chairman, White House uh, Council of Economic Advisors. Right, right. So he's a, a Trump economic advisor guy. But he was so matter-of-fact during that whole interview as they were trying to whip up the controversy. And he said, no, no, that's almost certainly true because they're constantly in contact. Um, so, yeah. But they're still going with that narrative an hour and a half later. And that's fine. they got to make their money somehow. They're struggling. Meanwhile, as the back and forth uh, between the U.S. and China continues over trade, Senator Lindsey Graham was saying Americans are going to have to accept the pain caused by the trade war going on with China. 
Graham make, uh, making the comments on CBS's Face the Nation. The Democrats for years have been claiming that China should be stood up to. Now Trump is, and we just got to accept the pain that comes with standing up to China. This would be a great unifying moment of patriotism. Were it a less partisan time and or somebody less, you know, let's face it, Trump doesn't do a lot to to diminish partisanship. But this would be a great time to come together as a nation. Can you imagine if Xi Jinping saw that 82% of Americans were in favor of what's going on right now and saying, well, we'll take this to the wall. We don't care. Chinese asshole. That's right. We'll just we'll push China to the brink of bankruptcy because we're all in this together. Can you imagine the power that would have? Oh yeah, it could it could change things in a day. Where she thinks, okay, this isn't going away. I got to figure. I was actually fantasizing about Trump walking into Schumer's office, wearing like a negligee, and and saying to him, "Look, I need you on this one. Other stuff, you want to? You can call me a racist." You can you can say I'm mentally ill. You can do all that stuff. But on this one, we have to be together. I know it helps me in the presidential election, but you know as well as I do, we've got to have this one. So Schumer and Trump coming out together and saying we're going to stand firm on this. Sure, if Trump had to say, all right, I'll give you X, you know, that would be fine. Yeah, I'd love that. And, And Nancy as well. On an entirely different matter, it turns out the DNA test kit sales have hit a slump. Fewer people. Everybody found them. out what they are, and then that's the end of it. Yeah, Said, ex- "I'll be damned," and moved on with their <laughs> lives, just except for Elizabeth Warren. Experts. <laughs> <laughs> Experts say the sales of the popular kits uh, may be on the decline, as you were pointing out, because 30 million people have already been tested for their ancestry. That's pretty interesting. There was a. Um there was a limit to the, other, the number of people that were interested enough to actually do it, and they hit it. <laughs> and, and you only need, like in my case, I think this is accurate, my brother did it, so I don't really feel like I need to. Oh, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, it's close enough. And, yeah. uh, Whoops. So we're done with that. Yeah, so 30 million people take the test, then they tell all their relatives, so they don't take the test. So yeah. you've got, you know, 200 million people already covered. Anyway, uh, one of the things that analysts are saying, though, is, Maybe if they had new applications using the test, really focusing on health a lot more instead of just ancestry, mm. that might give the industry <clears throat> no, a yeah, boost. No doubt. They're working on that. In the near future, we're all going to have the full genome printout. Uh, everybody's going to have it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be really interesting. I'm very interested in that. I have very little interest in finding out which tribe from where. Right. You know, I just don't have that in me to, like, ooh, that'd be cool to learn. How about if they gave, like, uh, big discounts? You find out you're 20% from Spain. You get a 20% discount traveling to Spain or something like that. <laughs> Make it a tourism thing. Now you're thinking, so you're thinking yeah. coupons will get people more interested <laughs> yes. in Yes, yes. The power of the coupon. Uh, one of the most shocking developments of the entire preseason, Indianapolis Colts quarterback Andrew Luck announced his retirement from the NFL, saying constant injuries have taken away from his love for the game. For the last four years, years or so I've been in this cycle of injury pain rehab injury injury pain rehab and it's been unceasing unrelenting both in season both in and off season and as you can hear, it's lowered my voice to an almost inaudible level. I, I thought that was Elizabeth Holmes. But now I'm going to partake in my second career of doing a blood diagnostic machine with a single stick. I'm, I'm, I'm here to finger stick all your reporters. Uh, how, finger stick uh, Tom Brady. How old is Andrew Luck? 
Uh, he's 30, isn't he? Yeah. Barely Just 30. under 30? Yeah, right 29. around there. Yeah, I think, 30, I think yeah. he'd maybe just 29. I'm, Listen, I'm, I'm a shocked. millionaire, and I'm in constant, terrible pain. I'm going to pick one of those going <laughs> forward. Can you guess which one? <laughs> um, I'm shocked this doesn't happen more often. It is more often, happening more often. And uh-huh. I think the trend will continue, particularly in football. It's It's got to be a weird thing, then, for teams to try to figure out the better the player is, the more money you give them, the less likely they are to hang around to fulfill the contract. So it's kind of an interesting thing. You want to get somebody that's pretty good, makes pretty good money, but past a certain point, they're so rich they don't need it when they're 26. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is worth currently around $140 million. So Why uh, in the hell would you go out there and, right. and, and risk your brain being beaten right. into mush? Right. I'm oh, sure legacy or something. Right, or exactly. The, the sanctity of the game. <laughs> I'm sure right. there are generations of college kids either just come out or coming out now who are thinking four years. I'll do four years. I mean, the guys who are good enough to choose that, I'm going to bank all my money. I've got a financial plan, then that's it. It's it's amazing the people that are so driven, well, like Tom Brady, to just right? that working out at his age would just be a drag, and you've got more money than you could spend in fifty lifetimes. Of course, he never gets hit because well, of the Patriots system. I think there's also a bit of a generational shift where there are a lot of people where playing in the NFL was their end game. That that's as far as they thought. I'm going to be an NFL. I'm going to try to be the best NFL player I can. But now there's this. Kind of like the Chris Rock joke, the difference between rich and wealthy. Shaquille O'Neal is rich. The person who signed Shaq's checks was wealthy. There's a lot more of these people who are trying to make the wealthy leap. They want to become moguls, business guys. They they look as professional sports as simply a stepping stone to other things they want to do right. in their Interesting. life. Interesting. Yeah, developing the brand. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Hmm. I mean, tough to have a league if a lot of your star players say, eh, I got enough money and... uh I'm tired of getting beat up all the time. I need a brand. What should I be hawking? Wine, maybe? Ah, uh, W-H or W-I? Not, you can't sell <laughs> whining, um, as far as I can tell. Um, I thought that's what we were doing. No, I need a brand, like barbecue sauce or meat and wine. I don't know. I need a, I need products. Having a vodka. I need to be like Ivanka. Having a vodka te- or tequila or whiskey seems to be a big thing. Yes, a gin. For some reason. Joe's gin. Gin Joe. Jojin. I'm, I'm working on Jojin, Jojin. that's good. Yeah. Jojin. Okay. Sounds a little Japanese. Not sure I want. That's not the image I'm looking for. <laughs> okay. Well, you work this sort of Japanese gin. Who's been, who's in the market for that? Nobody. <laughs> Keep working on it. Um, the uh, the pumpkin spice is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I've got some more please. details on that coming. It's, it's the curse humorous. of omnipresence. <clears throat> it's pretty humorous. All the products that are available and so early this year, among other things that we need to talk about that are a lot more important, as in uh, China. In Hong Kong, they are beating the hell out of protesters yeah. today. They rolled out the water cannons. They haven't used them yet, but they've got them out there pointed at people. Wow! And that okay. that would uh, that would that would change things. That almost sounds fun. <laughs> almost does. It almost does until you realize it's not. Dad, you know, bring out the water cannon, Dad. You know, uh, I can watch people being water cannoned. I yes. can't watch them being beaten or shot, but. I can watch them being water cannon. Well, it's it's it takes care of you without you know a mortal wound, generally speaking, unless you fall and crack your head or something. Right, you knock people off your feet and or drench them, and they just they stop resisting. Um, you know, I prefer that to shootings, for instance. Mm-hmm. But that shows you're you're serious. Or the old wood shampoo they bring out the nightsticks. I right. don't want that either. That's no good. 
Um, but so we got all that on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we have our first space crime. Our first space crime. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, hasn't happened before. There's a report out that says an astronaut... (laughs) One astronaut mugged another one, then went to a different part of the space station. I recognize you! We've been on this for a year! There's only two of us here. (laughs) I know it was you! Somebody keeps eating my stuff in the fridge. We're the only two people on this spaceship. So. It's got to be you. Uh, no, this astronaut may have accessed her ex-spouse's bank account from space, and they think that's the first space crime. Wow. And uh, what are the, I don't know, what's the. Uh... You shoot her out the hatch. <laughs> she explodes. But did you do that in the state of something or the country of something? Or which which laws are you oh, applying who has there? the jurisdiction? Exactly. Our first space crime. Uh. Star Trek, the 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 uh, what do you call it? What 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 was the organization that all the Star Trek guys worked for? The Federation, uh, Starfleet, Starfleet. There That's you go. it. Yeah, Starfleet uh, jurisdiction. Plainly, there you go. They cut off your hand. They do it. They, oddly enough, Sharia law. <laughs> wow, fascinating. Did not know that. Uh, here's my favorite tweet from Friday when the Dow was uh was going way down, and Trump tweeted. The Dow is down 573 points, perhaps on the news that Seth Moulton is out of the presidential race. <laughs> what, what, wait a minute. What a hilarious tweet. That is really funny. Oh the, the, the actual president of the United yes, States. Yes. yes. <clears throat> well, I'll be darned. Working the comedy angle. Yes. Very funny. So yes. tomorrow, ladies and germs, the pumpkin spice latte hits Starbucks. Tomorrow, it's the earliest... It's ever happened in the 16-year run of the pumpkin spice latte. Right. And remember, in years past, it has become a um, lame uh, social media thing where you, you post your picture of you with your pumpkin spice latte. Very lame. In your Uggs, even if you're somewhere where it's very, 90 degrees. <laughs> very lame. Um, but there are a lot of pumpkin spice things coming out, as it is a, what do you call it, Sean? The it's a flavor bully. Flavor bully. Um, pumpkin spiced spam. Uh, pumpkin spice blue almonds is out. They got granola bars. They got uh, pumpkin spiced spam. Pumpkin. Let's all take a moment. Pumpkin spiced peanut butters hitting the shelves. There, lo- the breakfast cereals are getting in on it. Pumpkin sure. spice special K. Pumpkin spice Cheerios this year. Pump- pumpkin spice life and pumpkin spice mini wheats. Of course, pumpkin spice pop tarts, which I would eat an entire box of. Uh, bagels. If they trotted oatmeal. out the pumpkin spice uh, life cereal and, and told you it was pumpkin spice, but it was just the usual cinnamon, you think anybody'd notice? No. Pumpkin spice cinnamon rolls are out. But what about my dog, you're saying? Well, they've got pumpkin spice greenies, if you use yeah. those little dental treats for your dog that are <sighs> shaped like a toothbrush, <laughs> which has always amused me. Uh, pumpkin dog biscuits, pumpkin and coconut dog bones, and, of course, pumpkin spice lattes for dogs. Because that's a thing now. You post that on Instagram as well, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, your dog having its pumpkin spice latte. Oh, this I don't know why this bothers me so much. What is the name for that they got at Starbucks? You can go through and get a... It's got a funny little name. It's got a jokey name. Oh, for the dog? Yeah. 
What is yeah. that? We talked about that in the past. Yeah. Would oh. you like a, a latte like a, redor retriever? No, something along those lines. Puppuccino. 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 Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's like I was saying, it's the curse of omnipresence. There's no season for anything anymore. It's 12 months a year, right. everything all the time. And I get it f- from a marketing perspective. I mean, if you figure out you're not going to sell any less of it by trotting it out in August, then I suppose you trot it out in August. But I mean, it's, isn't it made life left less fun? I think it has. I enjoy people walking around with I'm a dunce. Cups of coffee. I know you're an idiot. You're drinking one of those. Oh, yeah. All right, excellent. Oh, so yeah. you you think it's useful as kind of a, a symbol, well, a I sign, a absolutely, badge. a bit of a, a pumpkin spice scarlet letter, if you yes. will. Yeah. I don't specifically care about the pumpkin spice part, but just in general, Joe's thing about everything's available all the time is just I don't know. It takes kind of the specialness out of everything. There's no season for anything yeah. anymore. It's like you know when the, the various alternatives to the NFL, which I think I'm not addicted to anymore. Hard to say, I won't know till the season begins. But when the, your various alternate leagues would start up right after the Super Bowl, I think part of the reason they always fail is it's like, no, no, this has its time. Yeah, I got one. It has break. its period. Yep. Right. It's like, a, I, well, I, all right, if I were going to do this, I would, I would live the fall in New England. Then I'd be in Scottsdale, Arizona for the winter. The spring. Where would I be in the spring? Maybe in the Midwest, just as the. The snow's melting and everybody's cheerful and it's getting warmer. And then the summer, I, I guess I'm, where am I in the summer? San Diego. Um, I don't, would that be a happy life? No, you'd always be a tourist, I think. You'd have your couple months a year, friends. I just, things need seasons. People need seasons, don't we? Please post at our Twitter account your picture of you with your Starbucks pumpkin spice whatever tomorrow. Holding up a sign that says, I'm an idiot. It's just nutmeg. There's no pumpkin actually in your pumpkin spice. <laughs> it's just nutmeg. That's <laughs> beautiful. I tell you what. You say that to people in line. That's hilarious. A woman in an, a rural Oregon was dying for some nutmeg. Jack, as she was rescued last, well, last week after she fell into a septic tank and got stuck in raw sewage for days. Yikes. Yipes. Why, well, you, you would know despair. Fighters uh, pulled the uh, firefighters uh, pulled the unidentified woman from the tank on Tuesday. Uh, she was just alert enough to grab onto one of the tools and and help them get a strap around her. Um, they were able to lift her out of there. She'd been working on the tank outside her rural home where she lived alone. Fell in. Terrible, terrible, terrible. She cried for help, but her nearest neighbor was over a thousand feet away. Nice lot size. Um, the woman's daughter went to check on her after not hearing from her for uh, several days. Fell through a hole in the ground into the tank. I don't know much about septic tanks. I got one. Yeah. Can can you? I thought you'd like have to fall through the opening. Isn't there like a hatch? There is a hatch, but if you had the the thing off the top of it, you could fall in. Yeah, it just it says it. She fell through a hole. The hole had been dug in the ground, exposing the tank, which had a two-foot-by-two-foot hole through its rusted metal top. Oh, so, okay. That's gross. They dug away, and the the thing was deteriorating. I remember my dad, when I was a kid, ours got clogged up or something like that, and this was back in the day when everybody fixed their own stuff because you couldn't afford to get it. So he just dug a... There probably wasn't anybody around to do it. Yeah, he dug a giant hole and got down there and opened it up and crawled down into the septic tank. Oh, and if boy. I remember correctly, they just disposed of his clothes because there was no <sighs> point trying to. Uh, that's rough work right there. Your dad. 
was it's not crap. It's crap. Well, that's what you're that tape of his dad back in the that's unbelievable. That was found. Um, your dad was not showing up in uh, college classes claiming to be triggered because somebody challenged an idea. Right. As he crawled <laughs> in filth. It's a different generation, Jack. So Bill Maher said on Friday night, F him, I'm glad he's dead about the Koch brother who died. That's where we are. More on that coming up. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.